This episode of Four Finger Discount is brought to you by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack, Brisbane's home of delicious barbecue. Roddy's Rib Shack is one of Brisbane's favourite barbecue places. They serve up delicious food, not only ribs, but they do great burgers. They do veggie burgers, so they cater for all sorts. And you'll save 10% off your food and drinks bill with the code, it's a secret. Roddy's Ribs is also available for group bookings and functions. Head to bigroddysribs.com to find out more. Oh, you lousy Springfielder, you shake harder, boy! Four finger discount, dude! Welcome to Four Finger Discount. Today we're here to review Lemon of Troy. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How you doing, man? Very good. How are you? I am not too bad. How's your week been? Um, my week has been... Well, it was Ash's birthday this week. It was, week. yeah. We went um, out for dinner. Yeah, Ash turned 28, so we headed off to the Mornington Peninsula. We had a really, really nice night up oh, there. Oh, you took the day off yesterday as well? Yeah. You? Oh, okay. So, I, uh, we had a... Well, I say we. I had a round of golf. Ash had a hit on a few of the holes out there, uh, playing at the lovely... I forget the name. Not the Dunes. Moonalinks. The lovely Moonalinks. It was form, something links. <laughs> former, former side of the Australian Open. Um, Part the first two holes. It was all downhill from there. What went wrong? Just not nothing on the fairway? or No, I just have one of those swings that doesn't last 18 holes. At least you had onto your club, though. I did hang on to my club. Ash, the first swing that she took, God love her, decided to throw it 20 metres off to her left up in her follow-through. Which Straight is, out of Happy Gilmore. Uh, yeah, it was. The, the club went further than the ball. And it legitimately did. Yeah. There's video and everything. Yeah. But no, uh, I'll take two seconds off the top to send my love off to my beautiful wife and say happy birthday once again. Outside of that, I've just been um, causing mischief around the local community. Well, you were sick today, though, weren't you? You couldn't go to work. You I was unwell well. today, unfortunately. Very sunny at your house today, was it? Uh, I did get a little bit burnt behind the knees. No one, um, no one needs to know what day we're recording this. This is Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> But no, the uh, the mischief that I created around town, we'll, we'll get to a little bit later on, actually. Okay. It's a lot of fun on uh, community Facebook group, uh, Facebook group, making fun of vigilante oh, justice. Yes. You've told us about this. It is good. Stay tuned for that. Now, before we get into today's review of Lemon of Troy, we want to mention a few things. Uh, Patreon. So, mm-hmm. we've tweaked it a little bit for 2018, haven't we, Mitch? So, we've got a Facebook group just for the patrons now, haven't we? We have called... Four Finger Discount Patrons. Yes. Very simple. <laughs> now, you can only get access to this if you click on... The, you might be able to find it if you search it on Facebook, but you need to answer the secret question. Yeah, which yeah. is only available if you are a $2 plus patron on Patreon. Yes. Yeah, so if you answer that question correctly, you'll get access into the group. And the group is going great, isn't it? It is. I think there's uh, around about 100 people in 114, there. 114, 115 people at the there moment. There we go. Flying along. Everyone's having great... You know what I've really enjoyed about it is, uh, is that it's not just people wanting to talk to us. There's a bunch of people and you know we're, we're getting in Involved as often as we can, yeah. but there's a lot of times where people are just having conversations amongst themselves, little yeah, threads cool. that are taken off. So if you are, I guess, a like-minded Simpsons fan and you're just looking for somewhere that you can go and talk about these things with other dedicated people, it's a really cool way to be able to jump in and, and meet some friends. I saw, you know, a bunch of people. You know, someone's in California. They spot someone else that's in California. They get excited, and I'm assuming that they've met up by now. If not, they're probably making plans too. Yeah, how, how great was the thread? Someone said, all right, I'll start it off. Where is everybody Where's from? Where's everyone from? Yeah. And that really got the ball rolling. It did, yeah. And for me, and I said it in the thing, it reminded me of Mighty Ducks too, where they're going <laughs> around the dressing room telling everyone where's they're from, well, where they're all from. Where was Gordon Char- Bombay, USA. Where, where, where was Charlie from? I can't remember. 
Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, they're all from Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Gordon Bombay, the Minnesota Miracle Man. I have to go back and watch those films. Nicola reckons she watched them with him once and she didn't like them. They're not very good. They in, are they? No, oh, like in really? in they are brilliant as kids, but you watch them as an adult and you can just pick a lot of flaws. But that's a lot of '90s movies that we loved as kids. But I like mean, that. a lot. Name, name a big one. Okay, everyone that's apparently from Minnesota speaks with a Californian accent. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but like, but besides that, once yeah. you've seen Fargo, then it becomes very I know, on the nose. I know. Um, she won a Golden Globe. Uh, how about the fact that District 5, Pee Wee Hockey Team, a team that is so bad they haven't won Never until they redraw USA. the lines and get <laughs> Adam Banks. Yeah. In the space of about seven games, they go from not only winning the Pee Wee Championship, but they add in six or seven other players, and now they're winning world championships. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty like, funny. The kids have played maybe... 40 hours worth of hockey to go from being useless to world beaters. Is it Olympics? Is that what they're in? Something on those lines? It's, a, it's like the World Games, the Goodwill World Games yeah. or something like that, I think. Hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty stupid when yeah. you think about it. And it's not until uh, Russ comes along and teaches them how to play some street puck that they can go out and beat <laughs> Iceland. <laughs> the knuckle puck kid. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. The goalie! Yeah. <laughs> What's the chick, the cat? The cat, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Julie Katniss, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Amazing. Anyway. Wait, what I will say is 90s movies. I went back and watched it before I went and saw the new Jumanji, the old Jumanji. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That you... movie is fucking scary. That is not for kids. What, the old one? The original Jumanji. I don't know. I saw it as a kid. I don't remember being overly freaked out. It's a guy running around with a gun through a supermarket. Van trying, Pelt. Yeah. Try, trying to shoot somebody. Yeah, but... Trying to shoot kids. You couldn't do that shit in the kids' film now. He's legitimately shooting at children in a supermarket. But he's only hitting the paint cans, so it's okay. It's because he's a bad shot. I understand this. <laughs> then out fucking- Joe Pesci tries to bite Macaulay Culkin's finger off in Home Alone. That's- like- but you only know because behind the scenes, he doesn't actually bite his finger. He's, he's biting no, his finger, but he's he not. Does. Bo- he doesn't look like he's biting hard. No, I it? think he actually hurt him. Oh, in real life, he did. But yeah. in the film, he didn't. So unless you like, what do you mean the bo- in the fi- if he did in real life, he clearly did in the film. <laughs> we didn't see him cry, at least. <laughs> like he was sneaking into his trailer afterwards and finishing the job. But the, the new Jumanji, it's worth going to see. That's what I was getting to. Okay, anyway. it's really good. So, Lemon of Troy, what do you think? I really, really like Lemon of Troy. It's actually before we get into it, we've got okay. to mention something on Patreon. The Sorry. other thing that we're doing besides the Facebook group, yes, it's a pretty big deal. Mm. The five dollar plus patrons now get access to what, Mitch? Well, when you say now, from next week. As, from, as of next week, I As of next yeah. week, we'll Who get... Who Burns Part 1 goes up. Yeah, so they'll get access to episodes a week in advance. So we're going to do, for for the for the free podcast, for everything else, it'll be Who Shot Mr. Burns, and then the following week, you're going to get Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2. However, if you can't wait, if you're not the sort of person that wants to hang on a cliffhanger before the next season starts, uh, our $5 patrons, the episode's going to be getting uploaded right afterwards. You're going to get it a week early. And then the following week, as I said, it'll obviously go out to everyone else. But you'll remain one week ahead of, of the bell curve. Which is going to be fantastic. Not a be bell cool. curve. That's not how it works. They know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so $5 One jump plus. ahead of the flock. $5 plus patrons get the show a week in advance. So there's only, what, we've got 250 or so listeners, at the uh, patrons at the moment. It's around about that Around mark. about that. So 250 yes. people are going to get access to the show before all Well, they're not all $5 patrons. They will be after they know the news. <laughs> yes, that's the plan anyway. So, Lemon of Troy, get into it. What were you thinking? What, what do you like? Yeah, so uh, what I was going to say is that it's... I mean, everything that's good about The Simpsons is in this episode. Yep. It's it's a much more... It's a more wholesome backdrop with a lot of the way the episode's done, but still with that very cynical take on the way it all works. Um, you know, like, say, Bart and Milhouse running towards the lemon tree, and you got Bart 
running ahead and then Millhouse falling down the steps and that sort of thing. So it's kind of taking idyllic young children pastimes and then putting The Simpsons' little twist on it, which is all good. Uh, Homer, very, very funny throughout the episode. Um, Marge. He's only in it sort of the last half anyway. He's in it predominantly. Drives and drives at the start. He's got a couple yeah. lines. Teuton, boy! Yeah. Teuton! <laughs> um, Marge has got a bit to do in the episode. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's she sets the story up, really. Yeah. It, it's a much more predominant Bart story, but it has that great thing that I love whenever this happens, actually, that... Bart's doing something when you think Homer should then come down on him, but Homer ends up going on his own quest that is identical any- anyway. And you very much see that they are father and son. Well, it's because of the town pride that's, that's mm. evident in this episode. And this is one of the only, like, maybe a handful of episodes that where they're actually proud of their town. Yeah. And that's what I like, man. That's what makes it stand out. To me, it feels like you're watching like an 80s kids, like a Goonies kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. Just the kids going out on an, on an adventure. Yeah. It's one of the episodes where you're looking at it from a a kid's perspective it's really hmm. I think it reminds you of your childhood because I actually I included this episode in my top five in the book yeah and one of the stories in the review that I write is how we lived in Norlane and these kids from Corio two riffraff suburbs <laughs> stole one of my friend's bikes so we were going we ventured into another suburb to try and get my mate's bike back and this episode just really reminds me of that yeah, trying yeah. to get back that lemon tree but Homer's Odyssey by the way still available in stores yeah, so I'll just yeah. throw that in there if you haven't got it yet or if you were hoping for it for Christmas and it didn't come please go buy it yes definitely I also like in this episode that you see characters team up that you wouldn't normally so Martin and Nelson I think the dynamic yeah. was just hilarious Nelson just wanted no part of it but because they both love Springfield <laughs> spring forth and <laughs> Save me! I don't normally hang out with him. (laughs) And the way he's singing and dancing and swinging at the same time. It's also just that classic thing of there's always the town... Or in Australia, I mean, the biggest case is the state. You, or everyone always makes jokes about Tasmania either having two heads or the cousin loving and all that sort of thing. It's it's such a funny go-to. And I like how... I Not just, many shows do it. I think we've no, discussed it yeah, before. I, I like that it's it's such a staple in everyday comedy and yeah. they put it in the episode very, very well. Melbourne and Geelong is sort of yeah. the thing here. Yeah, it's got Everyone that, from that Geelong is vibe a to it. weirdo or whatever. Yeah. We hang shit on our own town, but if someone hangs shit on Geelong that's not from Geelong, it's like, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm like that. I don't like no, it. No, I don't care. <laughs> as long as their criticisms are valid, that's fine. Yeah. The other thing about this episode that I love is the fact that it's just a good heist story. I love mm. a good heist. I've, what, what's, what would be your favourite heist film? Ocean's I love, Eleven. You love Ocean- uh, well, okay. So I love Ocean- Heat as well. <laughs> yeah, Heat is in a, in a very different yeah. element though. Like Heat, Heat is less about the contraptions of the heist. It's well, the more- heist is mid-film, isn't it? Oh, final third. There's okay, yeah, I guess, like, yeah. yeah. There's 20 minutes of gunfight, but it's it's in the beginning a, of the final it's a act. Fucking great heist. <laughs> but the only thing with Heat, what it doesn't have is any. There's no tomfoolery about the heist. There's no shenanigans. There's, there's no, no build-up. There's no yeah, funny music Yeah, playing. it's not how are they going to do it. It's just that these two forces are colliding. So, no, Ocean's Eleven I love because that's more about the actual heist and the the contraptions behind the heist. Are you looking forward to the new one? Ocean's whatever it is? Ocean's, oh, Ocean's Eight? Yeah, why not? Ocean's Women. <laughs> um, then The Sting, if I was going to go back. I haven't seen um, The Sting. Oh, oh, mate. The Sting is my yeah. top ten of all time. Um, just movies in general, or heist movies. Movies in general, really? It's, oh, it's phenomenally what's, good. And what's the heist? What are they doing? So, well, they're con men. So it's Paul Newman and Robert Redford, uh, con men. They so you know going to be good with those two guys. Yeah. Um, early on, Redford, uh, they pull a con on a guy that's basically he's he's, he's a bag man. He's carrying money for a gangster. They do a wallet swap on him. They end up making off with thousands of dollars back in like the 60s. So, you know, thousands of dollars. We're talking shitloads of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, Redford's partner ends up getting killed as retribution. This is all very early, so I'm not really setting yeah, yeah. up, giving up too much of the plot. 
Um, and it's then about him catching up with Paul Newman, who is like the grandmaster heist guy uh, or con man to plot their revenge. And mm. I, I won't give anything away about what they do, but there's four or five very, very famous cons in the movie that were probably introduced to the, the wider community through this movie. But they're all done so goddamn perfectly. There's an amazing, probably feels like it's about a 10-minute scene in the middle of um, just Paul Newman and the other guy both cheating at cards at the same time. And they know they're cheating? Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, no, they do. Like they know he, the other person's cheating, yeah, one of the don't guy, want to say anything. Newman goes in knowing what this guy's move is. So he just waits for him to pull oh, okay. it and then pulls a move of his own. Ooh. As a great, like when he lays it. So this guy's like, you know. Um, four tens, uh, or four nines or something, because he likes to cut it low. Like the spring from all the aces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like four nines, and he's reaching in to get his money when Newman just goes four jacks. Ooh. Now the guy knows that Newman didn't have that because ah. he'd already rigged the deck, but yep. Newman swaps his own cards in. So then it, he walks, like he takes him for everything, and he walks out, and he's talking to his the. Is bad this a guy. spoiler? No, slightly. <laughs> uh, the bad again. This is only early. So it's, it's not ending. No, this okay. is the first half of the movie. Yeah. Um, the bad guys like. It, the accomplice is like, why didn't you call him out? It's like, what am I supposed to de- say? That he was cheating better than I did? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so what was your favourite moment from Lemon of Troy? Shake harder, boy. I love the escape as well. Yeah. D- but the shake harder. Shake harder is really, really good. Yeah. I love the the, the dog. He throws the meat. <laughs> He's got the taste, taste for, for meat, meat now. now. <laughs> the, the animation, the sound of the dog's face in the door is yeah. just priceless. Yeah. But even the other thing I love the most is just before the lemon meme moment where he bites a lemon, mm. it's the, hoo-hoo, you lose, you feel it. It's the, it's the laugh. It's yeah. fucking so good. Hank Azario apparently based that voice on, on Dan Castellanata basing his voice on Walter Matthau <laughs> Walter Matthau. Homer. Yes. <laughs> well, he Amazing. actually based it on Walter Matthau, but it was because Dan had yeah, done Walter Matthau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. New name for the episode. What have you got for me this week? A Tale of Two Citruses. Cool. I know that... Citruses is not the plural for citrus, but let's yes. go with it. They've done a tale of two cities as a Simpsons episode as well, I believe. Mm. That's later on in seasons. I've got weekend at Shelby's. Yeah, I know it's not a weekend, but it's close enough. Lemon of Troy. Do you want to tell the listeners what where they got that name from? Oh, so please, if- just tell them anyway. All right, Helen of Troy. Helen of Troy. Sorry for the history lesson, but Helen mm-hmm. of Troy and the Trojan Horse. I think everyone ever knows about a, the story a, of the a brief Trojan recap Horse. Of what it is and how it relates to this episode. The Trojan horse. Trojan is, horse presented as a gift. It was a giant wooden horse. They brought it in behind the gates. The, 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 the Greek, Greek army and the, the yeah. Greek army came out from inside the horse late at night, slaughtered everyone. Yeah, it's a happy st- and it's told as a happy tale. <laughs> and Helen of Troy was Helen was stolen and they had to go back and get. Yeah, it. she was a princess or something. Yes. A couple of facts about the episode. Helen was stolen. Well, they what, stole my Helen. Well, that's what they. That's what it says. Trivia. Yes, let's get into trivia. Trivia, I think, is my favorite uh, part of the whole podcast. Okay. I don't know why. I just love putting the questions together. I'll let you go first. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six questions. Ooh, this I've week. only got four, so maybe you should go first. Yeah, okay. How much was the lemonade they were selling at the start? 80, oh, no. Dollar. 25 cents. Mm. Um, <laughs> how much was a Buzz Cola in the Speedy Mart? Okay, just one can or a slab? Or a cart? A There's just a sign that says Buzz Cola and then it has a price. You would assume it's the price of a can? It is not the price of a can. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say twelve ninety nine. It's 89 cents per gallon. Per gallon? Yes. Wow, okay. <laughs> what colour is Milhouse's bag? The uh, Springfield Milhouse. Um, cool. Blue? Yep, correct. Blue. What was Nelson using as a fishing lure when Bart finds him at the river? Uh, an army man of some kind, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Specifically? Not G.I. Joe. I don't know. German infantryman. German infantry, okay. 
What colour is Shelby's hat? Red. Purple. Damn. Oh, oh, his hat is red. There's no way you're going to get this. How many lemons were on the lemon tree when you first see it? I was thinking of doing that for a question. I thought, that's too hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know, 11? It's 27. 27. I think, because I counted it six times and every time I got a different number. <laughs> I one of my questions was going to be how many freckles does the Shelby kid have on his side <laughs> of his face? I think it was like five. I think it's twenty-seven. <laughs> what does the sign say at the border? Welcome to Shelbyville, Springfield city limit. Ah, oh, damn it. Mm. Okay, um, I might say welcome to Shelbyville on one side. Springfield city limits. Uh, in Jebediah's vision, what was Springfield going to be devoted to? Oh, chastity. Yes. Abstinence. Yes. And then the flavorless mush called root mom. Yes, root mom. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I was trying to think of the speech in my head. <laughs> what was and my final question? What are the three team names mm. that Bart gives out? Well, Team Discovery Channel. Yes. Was it like Omega Team? Team Omega. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, name of this one is the name of a mixed martial arts company. Mixed martial arts company. So you got Bellator. So it's not Bellator. Team Underarmor. <laughs> It's Strike Force. Okay. Now it's time for the review. So the original air date was May 14th, 1995. Chalkboard gag. The First Amendment does not cover burping. And the catch gag was the one that the views before where it's an old-fashioned 1930s cartoon mm-hmm. and they do the funny dance. White, Kick- white gloves all around. Yes. Yep. Very still or very robotic sort of dance. Mm. The episode kicks off with... I will actually want to mention before we get into it that the they drew Springfield very wholesome that you mentioned mm. and they drew Shelbyville different. That's why the yeah. Shelbyville grass was dark. Yep. It's like that it was ve- it's not very often you see Springfield designed like this. Apparently they no. completely redesigned Springfield just yeah. for this episode. Yeah, well they had to almost retcon some of the geography to find some nice areas True. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it kicks off with Bart skateboarding and he comes across some like, wet cement. He does. He's got a great air of confidence yes. on the skateboard. Hair sort of blowing. Yeah. A real smug look about him. Like just he's He's owning that afternoon. Yeah. And as you said, yeah, it comes across the West Mint. The greatest delight ever to a young boy. Yeah. Enough for him to skip over a safe full of jewels. Yes. And give up a ride on a flying bike. A flying bike from Professor Fink. Have you ever written your name in wet cement or done anything along those lines? More like Bart later in the episode, I accidentally rode my push bike headlong straight into a new pile of cement. Um, Not pile, like new paving that had just been laid down. Oh, no. There was a workman there. Like, there was construction everywhere, and I just... It was pretty funny. I, just, I, I was looking off to the right, and suddenly I'd stopped. I was like, what's happened here? <laughs> and then I looked down, and I've, I've gouged out, like, this six-inch channel right through the middle of the path. Was and I was like, oh, stupid God. kid. No, he, he realized that, obviously, it was going to set on the wheels. So, he's like, just go, 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 go. <laughs> he's Get like, go right on the grass. I'll fix this. Did you not have it fenced off or anything? No, there was... um. There wasn't even, like, evidently there may have been a witch's hat or something around the joint, but there wasn't an obvious... I didn't ride through tape to do it. Yeah. If you go back to the house that my sister and I grew up in, uh, our names are in the, still in the concrete with our, oh, yeah, with cool. our hands. Yeah. And nice. we're like 10. Yeah, yeah. Tiny. Uh, Marge then catches Bart as he's writing his name in the cement. So Bart thinks by writing his name in the cement that he's going to be considered a god in history. He'd Throughout be history. Tra- treated smart, yeah. oh, considered smarter than Lisa. That's yeah. one of the big selling points. Like Stonehenge. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows who is this button. Let's, uh, let's use technology to bring him back to life. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Then he sees the shadow behind him. He thinks, I'm going to, it's good, someone I can brag about this to. And it's Marge. Mm. And Marge being Marge. This is exactly how Marge would respond to this. Yeah. And how most parents, I think. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe not most. Although, I, think I don't think riding call- in cement is the biggest. Uh, you've graffito tagged our town. See, Marge is annoyed because you've yeah affecting the town. If, if my parents caught me doing it, they'd say you shouldn't be doing that. But they wouldn't be annoyed because it's 
defacing the Mar- town. Marge clearly hasn't seen Alberto written on every second that building. In but know but she, she doesn't know it's him. Yeah. She knows this was him. So from there, we have them around the table eating dinner. I like Homer gets in that you know nobody cared when Humphrey Bogart defaced that sidewalk in Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Did you catch the line from Lisa here, where even she's turning on Springfield, saying the whole thing's gone downhill since the late court fire? Um, but then Marge sort of turns him around and gives, uh, again, it's a very wholesome, it's like a kind of golden oldies sort of speech that she gives. Do you want to elaborate? I wrote this in the book that it actually, it, I watched this and it makes me proud of Geelong. So it's like, you know, you know when she holds up the isotopes cap, you're wearing you're Springfield. You're wearing Springfield. And I write in the book, it always boggled me as a kid how my friends could support other football teams. It's like, we live in Geelong. How are you supporting, for example, you? What what got you to supporting a team that isn't from where you're from? Uh, Jason Dunstall. Uh, I mean, no, well, that's the, that's the short answer. The first one is I've never been an overly patriotic person. As in, I love where I live. I, I love the country, but I'm not like, I love the country because it's my country. I just, you know, I've never really cared too much about the, the locality should determine what I like. Uh, so the reason I ended up following somewhere else is I did barrack for Geelong growing up, and that was largely by default, but I found that I really, really loved Gary Ablett Sr., best full forward going around at the time, then he retired, and I was like, well, I kind of... So you changed teams? I was eight. You changed teams? Yeah, I was a kid. (laughs) But I I was like, I think I actually like that full forward more than I like the team, so then I was like, well, I better go find another full forward that I really like, and And then that was Jason Dunstall, and then by the time he did retire, then I was too old and I was already invested in the team. What if Hawthorne... Well, now the Hawthorne aren't any good anymore. Please. And we've got Ablett... Why did you come back? Because he's a midfielder, <laughs> not he, a full forward. He'll, he'll be full forward. I'm not. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be dead and cold in the ground before I recognise a team with Tom Hawkins. <laughs> but it's just sort of this is where they really build the the town pride aspect of the episode, isn't it? Yeah, that's what the whole episode is based it, around. It does turn everyone around. Yeah. Now, just a darn minute. This town is a part of who you are. This is a Springfield isotopes cap. When you wear it, you're wearing Springfield. When you eat a fish from our river, you're eating Springfield. When you make lemonade from our trees, you're drinking Springfield. Mom, when you give that lecture, you're boring Springfield. Bart, you have roots in this town and you ought to show respect for it. This town is a part of us all. A part of us all. A part of us all. Sorry to repeat myself, but it'll help you remember. And Marge's methods do work, she says. <laughs> Maybe not instantly, because when you give that speech, you're boring Springfield. Yes, yes. and then later on, you're part of us all, he remembers. Yeah. Yeah, it does work. Then he's sort of just skateboarding through the town now, and he sees the isotopes. The isotopes. This is great. You're going to win some this year? Yeah, try to. The sound, <laughs> he makes. throws it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's that, those kind of jokes, only the Simpsons know how to do that shit. Yeah. It's just so good. You're not expecting it at all. Uh, Nelson Fishing, you mentioned before in your trivia, and he's th- just throwing... Boy, just throwing him at cars. Would you be allowed to do this now? Would this be just animal cruelty on a kid's show now? He's just caught it. Oh. He's throwing a live fish into a car. I mean, people love to be... Bananded. Well, it's out of the water. It's not a live fish for long. They can live for a while. I don't know. Like, isn't the humane thing to do when you catch a fish to bonk it on the head? He's bonk just, it on the head? Don't you do that? I don't know. I'm sure you, like, paddle... I, I don't fish. You get a paddle... Yeah, oh, neither do I. I don't go outside very often. <laughs> Certainly not to well, fish. Well, your short tan begs to differ. It's not a tan; it's a burn. I got it's, burnt it's on the sunburn, yeah, I no, got burnt yeah. on the back of my face. Yeah. But it's just a nice little montage. So he then catches up with Millhouse, and they're selling lemonade. And Lisa has bought a, a pity glass, <laughs> and they've realised they've run out of lemonade. They go get some, and they go get some lemons. This is the montage I was talking about, where it's just them 
I think it's the landscapes that they created just for the episode. Yeah. The waterfall. And yeah. The, the fence. The yes, running the fence. through the, the yeah. loose fence palings yeah, that's straight it. back into Millhouse's face. Is that face. take on anything? I don't think so. I think it's just... It just reminds you of that kind of wholesome feel. Though, yeah. Right? Like, it, yeah. Like those sorts of movies. Like Dennis the Menace would yeah, be sneaking yeah. out through a fence paling. Yeah. Yeah. Little Rascals or something. Mm. It's got a very Little Rascals feel to it this episode. Bart then feels real pride when he sniffs the lemon. Like they really love this lemon tree. It's, what is, what's Geelong's idea of this lemon tree? What have we got? <laughs> a Christmas tree? <laughs> No, 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 no. What, what, what are we most proud of? What, what's something that what symbolizes this town? Little, we haven't really got little, one, have we? Little Creatures Brew. You could almost say that the Geelong Footy team. I guess that's sort of what probably is. Yeah, that's what this town's built around. If the if the team's going well, the town feels the majority of the town mm. is happy. I, but you, when the, when the Geelong team's going well and Geelong's up and about, do you feel happy about that, or are you just like no? Oh, <laughs> you don't like it. You prefer Geelong to be miserable. Yeah. Not the team though, just just Geelong as a whole. I uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to derail this and talk too exclusively about the Geelong no, it's football just, club. It's, it's, it's town pride. It's what this episode is. Yeah, okay. I don't necessarily love it because a lot of people that you never hear from when the team's not doing well suddenly put fucking premiership posters up in their shop yeah, front yeah. windows. To it, it feels like a very callous cash grab. When the team's going well, that everyone's trying to capitalize on it. I think that's everywhere, though. When the team's going well, yeah, it is. It's just that this is all I see. So, yeah. it, um, that and the fact that I, I feel like, particularly now, Geelong probably, and I say this as a Hawthorne supporter, that Geelong have some very, very entitled supporters that get upset if the team doesn't win the first twelve games in a row. Like you could be ten and two, like oh, Chris Scott's got to go. <laughs> like it's. Have you seen the Hawthorne Facebook page this year, man? No, I don't look at Facebook pages. <laughs> <laughs> Awful people. Terrible. For AFL at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the Simpsons. So what happens here is they're very proud of this lemon tree. They're sniffing it. They're picking lemons. And then Shelby rocks up with his, mm. with his gang. And this is where things really kick into gear. So this character was based, the model was based directly off Bart. And his yep. father's based directly off, off Homer. Homer. Yep. What, how do you think they went creating sort of like a parallel universe of Springfield. Um, yeah, really good job. Yeah, it's they, like Bizarro Seinfeld. Yes, but they didn't make it... They tried to make it more negative, but not. it wasn't too grim. No, and I like that everyone in Shelbyville still enjoys Shelbyville. Yes, yeah. Like, later when you see Shelby's dad just wandering around, doing his job, p- pulling the RV out of the um, uh, the toe zone, or the, the hospital zone, he's singing to himself, what a wonderful world. Like, he's, you know, he's quite happy with Shelbyville. Yes, yeah, yeah. It seems the characters on The Simpsons, they all sort of live within their bubble. Mm. They don't know anything else. It's just they've grown up in Shelbyville. This is how things are. Yeah. They marry their cousins, which is a very, very odd thing to hear in a Simpsons, in a children's show these days. Uh, well, any days. I don't think there's, <laughs> there's often too many on references. <laughs> yes. And it's a real, I also mentioned this in the book, they really, I feel like he must have spoken to kids when he wrote this argument. Because the, takes one to know one. Takes one to know one. I don't know who you are, but what am I? A garbage man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, is it Data that comes in with checkmate? Yes. Yeah. So it's when he goes takes one to know one, and everyone's just shocked. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shit's just got real. Oh, he just pulled. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> then he picks up the. Crust. It's, it's like um, uh, in Hook when they're sitting around the yeah, table yeah. with Rufio. Hit him back, Rufio. <laughs> <laughs> so then Millhouse. This is where we get Millhouse's first sort of a little tiff with the other Millhouse. You can't wear your bag. Only I wear a bag. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. It's my thing. Then he picks up the crud rock and throws it into crud town. They yep. throw lemons at him, citrus acid in his eye. <laughs> They're taking their lemons. We can't spare a single one. Yeah, and then and throw all them. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And this is where the little rivalry between the kids start. Because I guess they've never met, have they? They've, 
No, not the show anyway. No. So are we to assume they've ever met before? I don't assume they would have ever met. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, they couldn't have because they didn't even know who Bart was when he said Bart Simpson. Yeah, dot, that's dot, true. From Springfield. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a little bit of a. a now that I think of it, continuity error because they had seen him on the Springfield side earlier in the episode. Had they? Oh, I suppose, but he never introduced himself. Oh, yeah. But they still know he's from Springfield. Of course, yeah. yeah. But maybe they're just sort of trying to say they're dumb. Oh, I don't know. No. It reminds me of this rivalry. Did you ever do inter-school sports? Uh, yes. You could be best mates with somebody, but then when, when they're playing for a different school, the rivalry's on. Oh, take the head off. Yeah. yeah. What, what sports did you play? Well, I was football. Uh, I played a bit of football in wait, primary school, wait, but then cricket. it was mostly just cricket when I was older. Did you yeah. play kangaroo cricket or was it just... I No, just regular cricket. Once Once I got up, like high school, it was regular cricket. Primary, I, I never primary played school, high school, school, school sport. Yes, I was never good enough at sport. Yeah. In high but yeah, like you'd be friends with someone and then you'd see them on that field. And it was um, awkward, wasn't it? It's like, you're my friend, but you're the I can't enemy. let them know that. You're the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It all began when Jebediah Springfield first came to these lands with his partner, Shelbyville Manhattan. People, our search is over. On this site, we shall build a new town where we can worship freely, govern justly, and grow vast fields of hemp for making rope and blankets. Yes, and marry our cousins. I was... What are you talking about, Shelbyville? Why would we want to marry our cousins? Because they're so attractive. I, I, I thought that was the whole point of this journey. Absolutely not. I tell you, I won't live in a town that robs men of the right to marry their cousins. Well, then we'll form our own town. Who will come and live a life devoted to chastity, abstinence, and a flavorless mush I call root marm? So Grandpa tells the story of the lemon tree and how yeah. Jebediah Springfield and Shelby, Shelby, Shelbyville, Shelbyville Manhattan. Is that his, that's it? Yes, Manhattan. I knew it was a funny name. And Shelbyville wants I won't to, live in a town that denies a man a right to marry his cousin. Yes, he wants to marry his cousins because they're so attractive, apparently. <laughs> what I love about like the back of Grandpa's story is that they planted a lemon tree because they were the sweetest fruit available at the that's time. At the time, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like another little thing of just back in the frontier days, life was shit house. Well, the funny thing is that this, the lemon tree, it's so worthless, really, in the grand scheme of things. But it's God, what you, this town's you plant a lemon tree anywhere. Yeah, but this town is built around a lemon tree. And you think they want they brought this lemon tree back. Why would you put it back where it came from? It's just gonna make it easy for them to steal it again. Well, the hole's there. Just dig another hole. Nah, the roots are established. <laughs> just go to Main Street. Um <laughs> uh, how many people in town do you reckon peed on the lemon tree to try and fertilize it in the early days? What's the population of Springfield? Which, which, could, which what's that, sorry? I'll say thirty percent. Thirty percent. Okay. So that that could give like another little this lemon is a part of us all. A part of us all. Does that actually work, peeing on trees? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know whether you were I, bringing in an actual fact. Well, no, it's like an old wives' tale that you pee on a lemon tree. Carrots make your eyes better and things like that. Yeah. That's what my mum used to tell me. Did your mum not used to tell you that? Um, I mixed it up once. I peed on my carrots and I thought lemons would make my eyes better. It was a really rough... <laughs> You paid on your carriage rough, and thought lemons make your eyes better. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we went uh, from there. We moved to Mrs. Krabappel trying School, to teach the yeah. kids Roman, nom- uh, rhyme- Roman Roman numerals. Yes. Thank you. Is it Nelson runs in? It's like something's happened. No time to explain. But, <laughs> yeah. I love I, Everyone rushes out. I love Edna. No, children, don't. Please, if you don't learn Roman. Oh, well, I tried. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the teachers don't give a shit anymore. So the kids then follow Nelson and he stops for a drink. Nelson, can't you just tell us? <laughs> I tell... Like, are you sure that... Yeah, are yeah. you sure it wouldn't be quicker just to tell us? Yeah. I stand by what I said. Yes. <laughs> they get there and the lemon tree is missing and they're just devastated, aren't they? Hmm. The lemon tree is a part of us all. A part of us all? Yes. A part of us all. A and the tracks all. lead straight to Shelbyville. Oh, look, a clue. A candy bar wrapper. Oh, they're always eating candy in Shelbyville. 
They love the sweet taste. We gotta get that tree back. Ah, you mean going to Shelbyville? We'll never make it out alive. That lemon tree is a part of our town. And as kids, the backbone of our economy. We'll get it back or choke their rivers with our dead. So then we get a pretty cool bit where Bart, from there, they decide they're going to go into town. Bart comes rushing home. Yeah. Is this still the same weekend? Um, I guess we're yeah, presumably. Home. Yeah. Marge is like, you know, where are you going? It's like, Mom, something you said got through to me. And, like, it's a nice moment. And now it's time to teach some kids some uh, a lesson. Ooh. <laughs> it's just, I'm going to take that in the positive t- uh, te- uh, context. Death to Shelbyville! Yeah. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> you hear that, Marge? Bart's a tutor now. And the fact that Milhan- uh, Marge still believes it later on, yeah. Bart's quit his teaching job. He's quit his teaching job and joined a violence gang. <laughs> Great is that? <laughs> There's a little touch here too When Just before Bart races in Marge is vacuuming And Homer's just lifting his legs Yeah, yeah That's such a marriage thing Yeah like You just can't be bothered getting off the couch You just lift your feet Yeah <laughs> But I'm assuming you're the one that vacuums Oh, it's no vacuuming split But uh, it, Not even just marriage thing But I think kids with mums Yeah Like you're watching TV You don't want to get off that couch <laughs> I'm even like that at work We have the guy that comes around and vacuums the floor He just vacuums around us mm. We don't move out of the way for him Come back from commercial, and Bart has gone to get Millhouse, and we get the little vision of him with his camouflage. Wearing his on. camouflage, yeah. Or am I here? <laughs> little Cheshire cat, which is how I assume everyone that every grown man that puts camouflage on is probably having that same vision yeah. in their head when they wear it. That's it. And the, the best part about it, though, is when it comes back to reality, and Millhouse is a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's, this is going to be awesome. So then Bart gives out the ranks, and it's very similar to Homer the Vigilante. Mm. Well, UBQ ball, yeah, RBA yeah, yeah. ball. And then they cross the line from leaving their childhood well, it's and built up men. as being a real dramatic moment. Yeah. Like and time then, to become men. And they're hesitant to step over yeah. the line and everything. And they step over, and then a brilliant visual gag yep. of just in the background Lisa flying a kite with either Terry or Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Running back and forth freely over the city limit yes, line. Yes, that's it. The boys are then walking through Shelbyville. And you can just tell they're out of their comfort zone. Mm. The yellow fire hydrants and everything just seems weird to them. Yeah. You know? And then Todd's voice sounds very odd here. It's it, danger behind yeah. us. And it sounds it doesn't sound like Todd. Yeah. I don't think Nancy could have done the voice. Yeah, I'm not sure why that would have happened. But he's using, I don't know, what is he using there? It's like a telescope thing to look behind. A periscope. Periscope. Yeah. To see behind. Yeah. Well, the idea with the periscope is not that you would make it to see behind. It should be something to see higher. Yes. He's just made it wrong. <laughs> And then they hide behind the fence. What is it, boy? Someone behind that wall was you beat up? No time. We're going to go make some lemons of this lemon tree. Is, he saying, is this where you get the first radical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, he said and, radical. And Milhouse. That's, I say radical. Like just, I feel like I'm going to explode yeah. here. <laughs> shaking with rage. It's like five seconds of shaking. And the, the little subtle Todd stepping backwards. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Perfection. So good. It's almost lunchtime. Do you know where your brother is tutoring? Tutoring? The only thing Bart's teaching is guerrilla combat in Shelbyville. Well, do you have a number where we can reach him? No, Mom, Bart and some kids ran off to wage war on Shelbyville. Oh! Homer! Come quick! Bart quit his tutoring job and joined a violence gang! Now they're at the Shelbyville statue. Yeah, <laughs> Shelbyville with the cousin on each arm. Yes. <laughs> he looks. He just looks like a drunken swine, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> he looks like a pirate. Yeah, but hey, he had a vision and he's living it out. But apparently Jebediah was a pirate as well. Yes. Just hasn't been revealed yet. Well, that would series. make sense. They'd both be from the same cloth. Yes. Yeah. And this is where Bart breaks up everyone into teams of two. Yep. And I think so it's Bart and Milhouse and it's Database and Todd. Yep. And then Martin and Nelson. Martin and Nelson. It's such a random group of kids. It is it yeah. Well, these bunch. kids never really hang out together. No. Ever. But they all feel pride for the tree. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what's brought them together, the, the pride for the town and the lemon tree. Then the parents are having the meeting. Mm. Trying to figure out where the kids are. Yeah. Flanders. Well, he says... Is it Flanders? I think it was Flanders. Flanders does say it, yeah. says if any of the kids turn up in the morgue, he'll fax us. He'll let us know, yes. <laughs> fax, that's a dated reference, isn't it? Oh, people still use fax now. Really? Mm. It's not... Uh, fax? Yeah. Why? That is a question I would love <laughs> answered. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, well... To some extent, with large, if you're sending like a sixty-page document, it can be email. Pe- yeah, but like some, if, if it's really big, it. the PDF can be too big for um, business inbox limits. So a fax will help negate that. Dropbox. There's just a little bit of info for you guys. Dropbox. Yeah, never. You can't. If you're trying to fax something through to Amy Home and Contents, you reckon you're going to be able to get a Dropbox links to the one random person in the customer service center? That's not how shit works, Dando. I don't know. Come on. Come back to the 20th century. <laughs> this is my fault. I tried to teach Bart about town pride, but the power of my words filled him with a sort of madness. Now, Marge, you can't blame all of Bart's problems on your one little speech. If anything turned him bad, it's that time you let him wear a bathing suit instead of underwear. And let's not forget your little speech. Isn't there anything we can do? Yes, there is. Come on, everybody. Let's go into Shelbyville and get those kids back ourselves. I got an RV we can use. Flanders is... Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Yeah. Well, okay, but, you know, just go a little bit easier. All right, it. everybody. No time to wipe your feet. <laughs> Flanders RV in this reminds me of Danny Glover's car and Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Like, you know how it's always the family car yep, that he's yep. driving and it always gets destroyed. <laughs> it's just this constant, like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Martin then picks on the little kid. This is the first time I think we've ever seen Martin be a badass. He's being like Elliot Ness here. Oh, like, yeah, he is, Like yeah. he's busting up a... a um, or, or Rex Banner for Simpsons fans. But it's like he's busting up an illegal operation. Kids playing basketball. Yeah. Like they're looking shady. Yeah. Or <laughs> like Omar in The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> Just busted up a street kid who wears the stash. And this kid is a sweet little boy. Mm. It's like there's, there's nothing, there's nothing close to a lemon lemonade. in it. There's nothing close to a lemon in it. Then this kid's older brother was one of the Shelbyville gang, mm. and he says, you, "No one picks up my little brother." Then they save me. Hey, and no one manhandles the bosom chum of Nelson Muntz. Spring forth, burly protector, and save me! Ah, oh, jeez, I never hang out with him normally. Hark uh. to the tale of Nelson and the boy he loved so dear. Uh. They remain the best of friends for years and years and years. It's so great how he just picks the kid up and just tosses him out of the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, it's a business that he needs to take care of. And he's really sorry. He's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do this. And then Martin just <laughs> acting like a minstrel, singing yeah. forth the story of Nelson and Martin. Nelson, uh, Nelson trying to knock him out. Then Bart and Milhouse are trying to lip read. Well, mm. I thought you said you lip read. I assume you could. could. <laughs> I laugh really hard at that because I'm in the same boat. Yeah. And I think everyone at some point has assumed... Oh, it'd be hard. I'll be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Not just lip reading. It's just something else. It could be anything. No, I think specifically lip reading. Okay. Everyone would think, no, I could I could read lips. I see people talk all the time. How hard could it be? <laughs> I assumed I could. He's so surprised. So Bart it, goes in undercover yes. with a little help of Millhouse. Yeah, so he kid, puts on yeah. like the fake fake scar and... um A Beatles wig. Beatles wig. Thank you very much. That's pretty much all it is. Uh and then almost undoes himself with the stink bugs in his mouth. Like, no, not in my mouth. Yes, yeah. But before then, they ask him, how do you prove that you're a dumb kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. prove you don't go to school. What's two yeah. plus two? Five. His story checks out. Yeah. 
Then Shelby rocks up and says that they, they plan yeah. to spray paint. Springfield sucks on the on the. Is it just like the mountain? Yeah, I suppose must overlook. I think the they town. do Shelbyville. I think they do name it where it is, but it's yeah, whatever. It's a mountain of some kind. Yeah, uh, stink bug line. But then we get the adults have arrived before in... Millhouse. Oh, radical! radical. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> then we get. The... Then we get the adults. Well, it's just the dads. Yeah, just the... well, yeah, the adults. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I, I just like that it's like the, the women didn't oh, go. Just this the is dads. a men's job. The yeah, men go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, come up across the like it's sort of a gas station. Same when looking for the boys. Up. Sounds like there's <laughs> different problem in Springfield. <laughs> so good. Maybe that's why we beat them at football nearly half the time. Nearly half the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great line. Oh, so great. That was a joke that I never picked up on until I was older. So good. <laughs> Cut to Bart. Yes. Now spray painting the. Springfield well, sucks. Well, they make, they make him do it. He doesn't they, want to do it. No, he doesn't want to, but they make him do it. He's very... I like that, you know, he leaves a gap in there because he yes. knows what his plan is overall. Yes. Um, but you don't see it straight away because of the excellent can control. Can control is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kid that says... Um, kid that plays Millhouse was the one that talks next, but it's completely wrong voice. Oh, okay. It's because we, we hear him say radical and that's my name. Yeah, yeah. His voice is completely different when he says the line yeah, that follows right. the can okay. control one. Yeah, I don't know how they got that wrong. Must have just been an animation error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then reveals himself. It is me, Bart Simpson. They have no idea who he yeah. is. From Springfield. Let's get him. Let's get him. Um, I love that they all put on rub-on t- uh, uh, rub tattoos a prior to beating him up. Yeah, what did they say? Motorcycle. Uh, oh, I didn't even read them. I was just laughing too much at the joke. I know the last one said motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> Bart's ingenious plan to yes. use the Kansas, uh, the spray cans as jetpacks. Doesn't, that backfires. It's like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> he just assumed it would work. What color is that spray paint? That was, Green. That was my last question. Yeah, yeah. I've got that. Uh, I'll start in trivia. But then he outsmarts them. By sidetracking them with the fact that someone's attractive cousin is over there. And, ooh, they're trying to fix their hair up and everything. It's pretty good. It's nice to look I, I do love that, yeah. The fact that that's carried through as a legacy. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yep, definitely. Then he steals Shelby's skateboard. Oh, did mm. he steal a skateboard or did he have a skateboard? He must have stolen someone's skateboard. And then Shelby must steal someone else's mm. skateboard. He steals a skateboard of mm. some kind. This is a truly brilliant animation set piece. And like chase way? sequence. Well, just it's very rare that you get a moment that is such a long, extended piece just of animation telling the story of what's going on. It's um, like it in general, just on the Simpsons. On the Simpsons, it's a proper action sequence, like yeah. going through the tunnel, going around town, like all sorts of different things that are happening in this sequence. That are, it's it's all drawn phenomenally well, and they proj- they advance the story without any dialogue, which doesn't happen often in the cartoon. Which episode is it where they do the car chase and it's the damn boxes? Uh, that's the separate vocations. Separate vocations. That's good. That's a good action sequence. But they do have the damn boxes line yeah. in there. Yeah. So what happens in this action sequence? So Shelby is chasing Bart. He's essentially just copying everything he does, going mm. through the tubes. Yeah. It, they're both pretty good at skateboarding. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Doing which, the which uh, is cool. Bart's sort of evenly matched here. I would name the moves they're doing in the skateboard, but I have no idea. I used to play Tony Port, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. yeah. Still can't name. It. Did, could you have a skateboard? All my friends were Not really life. skateboarding. I could play the game, but I could, I yeah, I, I could dominate Tony Hawk. Yeah, I could actually skateboard. Never had I, I, could, I could ollie, I could judo air, I could, uh, I mean, I could bust out a 900 if you wanted me to, but With put an actual skateboard yes. on the ground, I can't even stand on it stationary. Were you a scooter kid? No, 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 no. I rollerbladed for a little bit. That was as, radi- that was as radical as I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a new pair of uh, blades, they gave my feet blisters and I put them back in the cupboard forever. <laughs> and here you will stay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens this? What happens next, Mitch? I'm lost. Uh, well, so... The end of the chase is that Bart oh, again going goes into wet cement, so it's a callback oh, to the but, wet cement. But we get the uh, the comparisons, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Joe's. Uh, yeah, the Joe's instead of Moe's. Yeah, that's right. Female Scottish Willie, and, and I mentioned Speedy the Speedy Martin, Martin yes, in the trivia. Yeah, yeah. Then, 
So then Bart, call back to the wet cement, rides into wet cement, skateboard gets stuck, Bart goes flying. It's obviously like quick dry cement because he then can't pull the skateboard back out. Yeah, yeah. Frink goes flying by. Like, you, know, you had your chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then just to run away, he ends up running into what turns out to be a tiger or tiger, lion, lion enclosure. Lion, lion. No, no, tiger. Okay. Man eating tigers. Okay. Now, call me out if I'm wrong. Bart needs to go through door seven, right, to, mm-hmm. to exit. Why could he not just exit out the door he came in straight away? Well, because the Shelbyville crew are on that side. But isn't it just a circular building? It's not like it's a well, fence. Well, it seems circular there, but maybe there's a fence around it. Who knows? But okay. you've just come in through that door knowing that you're being chased. Yeah, true. Okay. And they're, like, they're, there's a shot where they're on the outside trying to bash their way in the door. That is true. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yep, yep. So then the, he's going through the doors. Yeah. So, like, and again, this is a good way of calling back to what could have just been a throwaway joke yeah. from Kabropol and never come back to. That's and they, they go, yep, this is when, like, you know, it actually pays off. Um, but yeah, figures out that Rocky 5 plus Rocky 2 it figures it out exactly how we would figure it Rocky out. Rocky 7, Adrian's Revenge. <laughs> I would say, I know, because there was no Star Wars 7 or it is now. No, what, what? Super Bowl. I feel like a lot of people in America would Police know Academy? Roman numerals <laughs> via the Super Bowl. That's true. I, I don't know what I would have as a kid, though. As a kid, what did you associate movie-wise Roman numerals to? Uh, nothing specifically with movies. I actually knew Roman numerals when I was a kid. I knew up to 10. It, it was like 13 is just X and 3. 1, 2, 3. Is yeah, it 13 is X3. 15 is What's XV. What's is XX and then... XX. It's then just the same all the way to 100, I guess. Yeah, it? no. Um, 50... Is it C? 50 cuts in. 100 is C and I think 50 is L. L. Okay, yeah. I used to try and uh, challenge myself by trying to work out what year a movie was made by the Roman numerals uh, yeah, on yeah. the back cover of the DVD or the videotape. Yep. But so he, had it, so he figures it out, Adrian's Revenge, and there is a little guy there that we, he thinks he's got it. Wait, I've got it. Open the door, Tiger. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but then he does escape and he's safe for now while the other kids are trying to get into the door. Mm-hmm. So once they get out, so Milhouse is watching this whole thing unfold and he's oh, trying he, to... Is he watching or is he just... Oh, he's on the walkie-talkie. Yeah. But he's on the walkie-talkie trying to... Because he knows Roman numerals. Playing overseer. Basically, yeah. Um, I was like, you know, you should really end a transmission by saying "over, over." The only thing that's over is that transmission. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, like, it's an action movie line. Yeah, it's so good. And then we get the the reveal that they're both named Millhouse. Yep. <gasps> is this the untimely end of Millhouse? But Millhouse is my name. But I thought I was the only one. A pain I know all too well. So this is what it feels like. When doves cry. And one of everyone's favourite Oh, actually, sorry. That happened before Bart figures it out. Yeah, exactly. Because you're going to tell the Roman numerals. We just skipped over it. That's why I was thrown before when I was reading my notes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. apologies. Then we get the lemon-shaped rock. Yeah, and that's another great bait and switch. Yeah. It's just that. There's a lemon behind that rock. There's a lemon behind that. The tree. And he sees that it's inside the car. Impound lot. What does Martin call the car impound lot? Mm, Didn't hear it. The the impenetrable fortress of suburbia. <laughs> so good. Actually, that's a plot point in Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah. After um a bunch of the what happens? I haven't seen the it keys. Since I was a kid. The dog eats the keys. They don't get the keys back in time, so they have to bust into the. Yes. Impact. Those are in the police impound lot. The parents then find the kids as they're looking at the car impound lot, and they're very angry until. Bart tells him about the tree. Mm. And Homer's like, wait, the tree? Yeah. And that's where they're now joining forces to get this lemon tree back. Yep. Homer and everyone else walks down to the gate and they demand they give the lemon tree back. And what is Shelby's dad's name? Does he have a name? Just, I don't know. Just Shelbyville Homer. Mm. And the, the voice is just amazing. Walter. The love. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> you <the> lose. 
And then he, it's like he bites a lemon and regrets it straight away. Yeah. He's just biting it to be a smart ass and then realizes yep. this wasn't a good idea. Yep. <laughs> and that's become one of the most classic Simpsons memes of all time, that lemon face. Yeah. You can get t-shirts of it now. It's yeah. Like, what do you think the animators think now when they look back and they, they drew that? 20 years later, people are now wearing it on a shirt. Well, at the time, I mean, though, I it's, just, it's them. just a picture. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a visual gag. And sure. then 20 years later, it's become a thing. It's like anything. You get a kick out of the fact that something you did is taken off. We get the stupid like a fox line. I've used that line a yeah. few times in real life. <laughs> he tries to climb the gate. Similar to last week when he tries to run after the and snake. Get, and works himself out of breath and very that's quickly. Where the, yeah. uh, Springfield are then driving home very mm. sad. With Homer in the shower. Yes. <laughs> and you hear him singing. Yeah, that yeah. was a great bit. I'll be in the shower and then just silently sweet singing in the background. Yes, yes. And then after the you know massive U-turn, oh, great. Now no, I'm upside down. Yeah. But comes up with a, a great idea, mm. especially for a 10-year-old. Yeah. Just get ourselves impounded. They go in there. Yep. And I didn't. I no one in history has ever done anything this clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I never noticed until I was doing this review that like, Shelby and his dad lived directly right across the road. His house was right there. He literally mm. drops off the the RV and then parks in his driveway. Parks in his driveway. His house yeah. is right there. I've never noticed that until I was doing the review. Even when I was writing the book. Uh, so they get caught. So Bart opens the gate and the alarms go off. The dogs come out and this is where we get. Run, boy, run. No, 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 at first, it's... No, it's like, oh, he's going to distract I've him. got this. Throws a T-bone. It's all okay. One bite. Look, just, the, the look on Homer's yeah. face. <laughs> that is brilliant. There's that little moment of silence. <laughs> of, uh, it's that when Wally Gertie holds up the yike sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Faster, boy. <laughs> he's got a taste for meat now. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, it's so great. And the dog hits the, hits the door, just gets yeah. it in time. Great crunching sound. Yeah, it is. It's very... um. I think I actually saw, like, you know, sometimes they do those Simpsons side-by-side side with different movies. The, the Day After Tomorrow, when they're being chased by the wolves on the yep, boat. Yep, yep. Yeah, similar to this moment. Okay. Um, I hated the, the... I thought they looked so fake. Oh, yeah, they did. But, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I do love... Then, like, Shelbyville's dad has heard the alarm going off. It's like, there's a doings transpiring. <laughs> doings. <laughs> Tries to close the gate. They floor it. I'm trying. Something's draining the battery. <laughs> No apparent reason how we're cooking chickens. Six six chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Basting them. Oops, sorry. <laughs> then they get out just in time. That scrapes along the gate. We made yep. it. Everyone's happy. They eat my shorts. Yes. Eat, eat all, all of our, our shirts. shirts. That's such a Flanders line. So great. Then your favorite moment. The Ooh, you spring fooders. <laughs> Shake harder, boy. <laughs> and he actually shakes harder. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video I put up on the page, by the way? Yes, I did. It was made by a listener of the show, Jason Clear. It's just all the classic Simpsons moments with the shake harder boy. Yeah. Or the dad just shaking. Also, there's a video by Justin Cozens, the, the sugar one. Did you see the sugar The videos? sugar meme is very good. The sugar videos are going crazy at the moment. They're hilarious. Justin Cozens has been making them. So, keep up the good work, guys. Now, what happens after they escape out of the gate? We're driving back into Springfield, they knock the tree off the RV. <laughs> and you get that very good... It's, it's the realisation first. Reveal. The, it's the yeah. brakes. Then the... Yeah. Then the reverse. <laughs> And then it's Grandpa telling the story to yep. a new generation of kids. Yep. Not a new generation, but just younger kids, yep. I guess. But I, I might have even been the same kids. They didn't actually look in the crowd. Wasn't he telling Bart and everyone that? I have no idea. Um, in the first one? In the first one, yes. But I mean, was he still telling Bart at the end? No, because Bart, Bart says another kids? glass of, le- of yeah, lemonade. Okay, yeah, okay, gotcha. Uh, but then we get Shelbyville Grandpa telling their own story about how they banished the evil yes. lemon tree. Now let's all have a nice cup of turnip juice. Because it was haunted. And the kids are not liking the taste of turnip juice. Would you ever drink turnip juice? It does not sound appealing not, at all. Not based on this episode. No, not at all. I've never eaten a turnip, so I wouldn't know what the juice would taste like. Overall, Lemon of Troy is 
as I said in the book, one of my to- it is one of my top five episodes mm. of all time. I absolutely love this episode. I can't find fault with it anywhere, really. It's just amazing. No, yeah, it's a really good episode from start to finish. Yeah, I think I think IMDb rate this as like the user rating is like eight point seven yeah. or something out of ten, and I think that's a very very fair assessment of the Definitely. episode. It's just it's incredible. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that you can make lemonade without actual lemons. That There's is, a, a yeah. stir-in substitute, which is a real product. I learned that Geelong is a part of us all. A part of us all. Part of us all. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Okay, time for the mailbag. So, we got, as we said at the start of the show, we have the Facebook patron group exclusives. Mm-hmm. So, they basically, the way it works is we have... Oh, actually, we didn't actually mention this at the start. We just mentioned the group. So, what happens is... The people who we post before we record, we're going to post in the group asking for mailbag questions. These people, I think we did mention, they get preferential treatment when it comes to mailbag questions. And then we'll get to more at the end of the mailbag. Yep. But these ones will get asked and answered first. Yeah. Now, that said, there's been like 15 that are written in. We're not going to read them all out. No, just pick, so, pick so five. So, don't, don't pick feel bad. Well, even five is a big mailbag. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll just see how they... Well, so, don't don't feel bad if you don't get we'll, them read out. Read about. We'll just find five through. And some of these probably have been done in the past. Yep. Okay. Kynan Mugford. Kynan Keenan, one of the two, uh, writes in, what are your thoughts on a Barthood-style season rather than an episode where each episode, like where dur- after each episode or during each episode, the characters actually age? So you start with Bart and Lisa at age uh, zero and then each episode they're a year older. So they so end at 22. A, yeah, they end at 22. Um, he thinks that something like that would be able to help them move away from the stagnant um, st- when they say current stagnant style, like it's just to break the status quo a little bit. I think maybe maybe skip three years every episode, so you end up so you get their whole life cycle, as opposed to just the first twenty two. Yeah, because not much would You'd have change. to kill off Homer and Marge doing that. That'd be and that would be cool. That'd be different. It could be cool, It'd but be it's going to happen early in the season. You're going to have about at least half, if not two thirds, of the season why without your favorite characters. Why, why can't you? I understand. I, I get why you, there's pros and because it's like doing House without Doctor House. Yeah. I'm all for change, but I don't think you can drop off a very, very important part of the show. Maybe two years per one then? So they would end up at 44. That'd be fine. Yeah. End up with Homer in old age by all means, yeah. but I don't think you can end up with him dying. That's true. Grandpa would have to die, but... I think yeah, that's fine. Die. But Grandpa's yeah. an ancillary character to the show anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm all for it. I think I suggested a few weeks ago, at some point in the past... Just try something. I would like to see some story arcs in a season and yeah. just see what happens. Just... You know, run with it. Thing is, though, when it gets to sort of say the episode, what was it, episode five to say ten, it's going to be in an era where we already know them. Yeah, but if you're doing it as a story arc, then what happened to them when they were seven can be called back when they were ten. What would be so you can plant some seeds and pay it off in future episodes. Yes, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it would be so it would help around that be, thing if they're willing to do that. I'm all for it. I yeah, think it would said, be a very cool idea. Try something. Yeah. Mm. So thanks for the question. Was it Keenan? Kind of. Keenan or Kynan. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. K-Y-N-A-N. Ooh, I'll come back to that one in a moment. Okay. Actually, I might even... Co- I, I don't have this off the top of my head. Alistair Danik mm-hmm. writes, what were your favourite movies of 2017? I'm probably going to discuss that next episode because I, I, there's a few movies that technically are 2017 release dates that I haven't seen yet. You don't yet. miss out on things as well. Dunkirk, yeah. Dunkirk is pretty good. Dunkirk's great. Um. I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, I would throw in Dunkirk, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming was very fun. Baby Driver is right Baby Driver is great, yeah. Get Out was really, really Still good. Still haven't seen Get Out. Um, but then I haven't seen things like Paddington 2, and then depending I've heard, on... I've heard that's good. Dep- like, yeah, I've heard great things yeah. about it. Depending on what country you're from, three 
bridges, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, technically is a 2017 release, even though it only came out this week for us. So there's a couple of things I need to tick off before I can answer that question. Um, but there's a little forward sale that once I have seen this run of Academy Award winning sort of releases that come out over the next week or two, I'll give a wrap up of my movie. Academy movies. Award winning? They won it already. Oh, sorry. Well, nominated. <laughs> nominations aren't even out but it's the awards season you assume they will yeah. be nominated it, it did win the Golden Globe today, uh, today or overnight for okay. Best Picture which film was that? The three, one? three Billboards and Frances McDormand won Best Actress yes yep. um, Fargo Girl yes so much more than just Fargo yeah, I Girl <laughs> <laughs> I love Frances McDormand she's a quality actress what did you think of uh, Oprah's speech? I didn't I haven't heard it just heard that she made one yeah, I watched it this morning it's, not, it's pretty powerful stuff yeah okay good um, I mean, someone that's made a living talking should be able to make yeah. a good speech. But yeah, no, that's uh, good. To, yeah, I will check it out because I do love a quality but speech. But then I did then see the most American thing ever. And nah. American listeners, this is not meant to offend you, but it's Oprah should go for president in 2020. Yeah, that coming was... Coming off the back of a speech. Coming off the back of a speech. made at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, I know the argument of anyone's better than Trump, but... Can we steer away from celebrities be trying to go for presidency? I know, I've read nice. the fucking rocks thinking of going for presidency. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some actual politicians yeah. back in charge because they know what they're doing. Sandy Lester writes in, Sandy had actually already emailed us and then realized that they were getting preferential treatment. So oh, okay. uh, this comes in in both ways. Uh, greetings from Indianapolis, USA. I've been listening to Four Finger Discount for the past few months and in really enjoying it. Still catching up on the older episodes. Uh, this episode brought up a memory that... Um, Sorry, uh, Springfield Connection brought up a memory that Sandy had to share. When Marge tells Homer that he has a right to remain silent, Homer replies, I choose to waive that right. Sandy was about nine years old when the episode first aired and wasn't sure what waiving one's rights meant. So in the context of the episode, assumed it meant to flagrantly make a scene. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waving my rights here. Exactly. (laughs) Perhaps even waving one's arms in a crazy way. Um once you, as as Sandy grew up and started to see people sign waivers for legal purposes and wondered what the hell was going on, <laughs> soon realised that she'd slightly misunderstood the word thanks yep. to The Simpsons. So her question is, what words did you learn or perhaps mislearn from The Simpsons? Now, mine, off the top of my head, is that it took me a real long time to understand that snuggling in The Simpsons context was code word for sex. Okay, yep. Because I always, that. as a kid, just meant thought snuggling must be cuddling. Yes. And it still kind of does, but in The Simpsons, they're implying sex. Yeah. But in, in reality, it sort of just means cuddling. Yeah. But that's close enough. It, it, it created some confusion in my head as to, yep. is that a dirty word? Should I be saying that word? Okay. Um, you've been overseas. I've been overseas. Steve Matthews uh, on Patreon likes that how Bartney's friends get freaked out by small things. You mentioned the yellow fire hydrants. Is there anything that foreign countries like the US or the UK do that confuses you? Chicken on waffles. I, never, I didn't. I, oh, really? I didn't get that. No, yeah. it's delicious. Yeah, I've I've been told, but it just seeing those two words didn't compute with me. Yeah, right. Chicken and waffles. Yeah, it's, like, it's not a dish you get in Australia very often. If you if you can I, find. No, it. you wouldn't get it anywhere unless it's an American joint. Yeah, yeah. Pistol Pete's does it in, okay, does in it, yeah. Geelong, but yeah, so American joints will do yeah. it, but it's certainly not an Australian thing. So I do get that. Um, for me, small as this is, the fact that a twelve ounce count at twelve ounce can is smaller than the 375 mil can that we get here. It is, Which yeah. flies in the face of the fact that virtually everything else you get in America is bigger. It is, and cheaper, usually. Mm. Yeah. So, like, that that really threw me. I was like, why are the cans smaller? Something that's in... Not, this is an American base, this is in England. Mm. I couldn't believe that they don't have chicken salt there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've spoken about this in yeah. the past. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Uh, they, they KFC just has standard salt. Mm. What? Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't every KFC around the world have the same salt? Uh, isn't that, isn't no, KFC a, varies. Like, I did have K, did you have KFC in America? It is it is different. I didn't in America. I've had you, it in Bali. It's they very give you different. Like a there. little like a little damper thing. Like it looks like looks like a scone, but it's not a scone. Okay, as opposed to a bread roll. Mm. I prefer a bread roll. Yeah, I prefer the bread roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like opening my bread roll up, popping some chips and some yep, potato and gravy, gravy in there, yeah. and making a little sandwich. Definitely. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so, uh, what else is what else has confused me overseas? Oh, the fact that you can um, ride on red in LA. So yeah, fuck that confused me. Yeah, that which is a me. brilliant, That's... brilliant traffic law. Man, it scared me. people were honking me, and I had no idea why. Yeah. Well, I was just in a cab, but I was like, "Motherfucker's breaking the law." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like, "Ash, did you just see that? Like the guy just fucking drove. He ran a red light." Yeah, where were we in the car? Will we get in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then very quickly, out of the car, very sorry. quickly realized what was happening. But that's a very sweet law. I wish. I mean, for us, it would be left on red, but I wish that that existed. It, it, it works though. You can only go when it's safe. Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't just plow through it, people. But it could create accidents though, could it not? Not if you know what's going on. If you first, if you introduced it to a bunch of people that never had it, yes. If you've been on the road, a lot of people don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, in that case, just open the rules up. Yeah. Just let it go. Free yeah. for all. Uh, it's like I, that in France. Have you been in France? Uh, no, I haven't. There's, there's no lines on the road. Yeah. Okay. So it's in the middle of France, and it's just fucking cars going just in go every wherever direction. you want. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's like an ice rink for cars. I like it. <laughs> um, there have been studies that have, like, you know, little. Uh, sample towns where they did away with speed limits, just abolished speed limits, and the um, traffic incidents actually decreased because turns out when people just drive as safe as they feel driving and they aren't constantly looking down at their speedo to make sure that they're not going to get a ticket, they keep their eyes on the road. Yep. There we go. There's some differences. Yeah. Now, uh, we... Well, sorry. Um, Dr. Professor Lawrence Pierce from the University of Chicago writes in and says, oh. Dear sirs, I think Homer gets stupider every year. You're... Um, well, you know, it's a good gag. I got nothing to add to that. Yep. <laughs> well done for writing in. I do have a couple of we were we put a call out for teachers with names. I've had a few come in. Yeah. So there was I mean the obvious ones, the hottest teacher at uh at Pat's Pat Wright writes in, the hottest teacher at his school's name was Mrs. Cox. And he now works with a girl with the surname Fryscock. What's her first name? I don't know if I want to name that. Yeah, yeah. He names it, but I don't it, want it to necessarily it, out the person. It doesn't matter. It's insert name. She fries cock. cock. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But it's not spelt fries though, isn't it? It's just pronounced that way. Is that right? F R Y S C O K. You could say frizz cock if you're reading that. I would say frizz cock. If could I if you wanted that. to. Yeah, yeah. I love people where the surname is Cockburn and they try to pronounce it Coburn. Yeah. That's that's one of my favourite bits of denial. Or of when all someone's time. got head in their last name, they've got the names Richard. Yes, yes, I've yes. A couple of them. So dickhead. Yep. Yeah. The the other one that I got though. Uh, yes, uh, Brendan writes in. Uh, went to high school with a girl. He also is keeping out her first name, who was adopted. Her parents wanted to retain her birth parents' last name as well as their name. Thus, they hyphenated their last names together. Oh no! Giving her the surname Manweener. Bullshit! Really? <laughs> yes. Manweener. Manweener. You couldn't be Weener Man. Well, that makes it better. Yeah, no. <laughs> but if she's a chick, wiener, uh, man, wiener. Bless. We also got some correspondence, by the way. Now, I can't name this person because he's currently working at an organization called the American Civil Liberties Union. Hmm. He has legally had to point out that, A, he's a law student, not a lawyer, and this should not be construed as legal advice and that these views do not, necess- not necessarily represent the views of his employer. But, yeah, so um, anonymous, but thank you for writing in. 
that. This is, so, this is off the back of Marge getting all grumbly about the Constitution. So, oh, from last week, yeah. Yeah, we weren't sure. Like, we, we kind of postulated what that joke might have been about. The basic gist of it is that there was a, a case for, called Terry versus Ohio in the 1960s, which legalized stop and frisk searches, which virtually did away with the Fourth Amendment. More modern cases have given police even wider discretion in terms of using deadly force. So the resulting stereotype, which holds true more often than it should, is that the police are very trigger happy and they try to bend the Constitution in any way that they can. So thank you very much for writing in, Mr. Black. Um, what was Sam Eddick? We'll call him Sam, Sam Eddick. That'll do. <laughs> Uh, now, well, I'm going to close the mailbag off this week with uh, Luke Sinclair, who is a Patreon as well, who emailed in a Simpsons in real life story. He lives in Denver, Colorado. There's a small town there called Needleland, about half an uh, I'm sorry, about an hour, an hour northwest of Denver. There's a festival every March called the Frozen Dead Guy Days. It celebrates Brito Morstel, a Norwegian man who's cryogenically frozen. So far, so Mr. Burns. The story is a bit mad, but Brito was cryogenically frozen and brought to ne- to Nederland by his wife and sons. Uh, then the son had to return to Norway due to his visa expiring, but his mum kept his dad frozen in a shed behind her house. She was due to get evicted because her house wasn't up to code, and that's when she revealed that she had him frozen back there. So he had it done. No one in town knew. They just wheeled out frozen grandpa up the back, like Grand Popsicle, just waiting for the day that technology comes back. And see no grandpa. Yes, and see no grandpa. <laughs> The case caused a media flurry and everyone found out about it. In 2002, someone started a festival for him. Wait a minute, so this is legit? Yeah, this is legit. I thought you were just lying. No. But I I thought this was just like a made-up story. No, this has all happened. Holy hell. Um, (laughs) In 2002, they started up the festival called Frozen Dead Guy Days, um, complete with the dance Grandpa's Blue Ball. Reportedly, the family are not thrilled with the name of the festival, but he's still frozen up there uh, and there's uh, there's a caretaker who constantly refreshes the dry ice. Do you believe that that could work? Cryogenic Cry- freezing? No. You don't think it will ever be possible? I oh, look, I, I, I never you necessarily... Never, you're never going to know, are you? never want to say never, but I find it highly unlikely. Well, I believe... Isn't there rumours that Walt Disney was frozen, or is that just all they've, bullshit? They've long been the rumours. I don't know if it actually happened or not. But anyway, that's the mailbag. Done and dusted for, the for another of Troy. week. So, my little bit of mischief that I need to share about uh, my local community. So, uh, I live in uh, an area called um, Strong Creek, which is a relatively new suburb, sort of growth area of Geelong, between Geelong and Torquay. Um, It's quite lovely living there. I really enjoy it. But as with Geelong in general, every now and then you get a little bit of crime, people trying to break into cars, that sort of thing. You find in a lot of these new housing areas that a lot of people tend to park... You do this. like A lot of people tend to park their car on the street because they've utilised the driveway as another room because the houses tend to be quite small the way they're built. I park on the driveway so that my next door neighbour doesn't fucking park in front of my house because they, okay. they have four cars between them. So you're doing it as a defensive tactic. Yes. But a lot of people will pop a pool table in the garage or they'll put oh, yeah, yeah. extra storage, whatever well, it might be. we can be. fit two cars in the driveway as yeah. most people can anyway. Yeah. 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 Which, which then means that these streets become targets for people to break into cars, just yeah. wander along, see if someone happened to leave a car unlocked. You know, it's, it's a shitty part of life. It's a part of life. This thing that's happening. Um, but within the Armstrong Creep uh, local community, there are several Facebook pages that have popped up over the last year. I love that there's a, like a page dedicated to like the little community. Yeah, it's kind of cute. <laughs> I don't even know why I jumped on there. I think I just I'm wanted... Like, I'm, 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 I was going to say, I love the fact that you became a part of it. 
<laughs> I became a part of it to make fun of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Like it reminded me of it reminded me of the days when I got banned from Geelong online sales. You got spooked and you wanted to find out what was going on in the local community who was whose houses were getting broken into and whether a yours was gonna be next. It is kind of every now and then I see a name and it's like someone that I knew fifteen years ago. I'm like, oh they live there now. So that's a kind of fun thing about it. But so there's been a lot of like <laughs> Did you have to ask like, for a request to join? Or can you just join? No, you have to ask you have you to have to what, are the, what are the questions you have to answer? Uh, something about what what's the postcode. I, I posted a <laughs> screenshot of it. Okay, um, yeah. I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but yeah, anyway. Um, anyway, continue with this group. So, there's, <laughs> there's been a lot danger, of calls. There's danger. There's been a lot of hysteria about the break-ins. There's been a lot of calls. For, there's been some like virtual vigilante justice. Like a mate of mine, a while ago, there was you know some suspicious people driving a car. Anytime someone sees a car, they don't recognise it's fucking someone's up to no good. A big increase in sales of sacks and doorknobs. Yeah. So exactly, <laughs> like my mate was saying that after following some activity online the other day, he then watched a convoy of like two Ford Rangers, a Territory, and a Mazda six two six just doing laps of the main street. <laughs> Then, like, one guy took it upon himself to block off a road to try and catch these people. Just decided he would park across a road. Because that's a fucking sane thing to do instead of call the police. They're like the fake Batman in Dark Knight. Yes, yes. (laughs) That's exactly what these people are. So, I I kind of wanted to mock that a little bit. So, I, I posted this. Wife and I heard a rustling in our yard, and we went out, when we went out to investigate, discovered a middle-aged man dressed in a mustard-coloured hunting suit using a candlestick to try and break into our conservatory. We tried to catch him, but his accomplice, a professor wearing all purple and holding a wrench, alerted him to our presence and they fled. Please keep an eye out near Tudor Close, Bowenhead's Roadside. And the response you got from one woman was, I, I looked at it and it was gobsmacked. Uh, the, oh, are you serious? As if to say, yeah. is, is this true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first thing, are you serious? Like, uh, someone else is like, no. <laughs> I think he's making fun of he's playing a game. Um, You're playing with people's lives here, man. Yeah. Now, needless to say, for the, for the most part, that's gone down swimmingly. But there have been a few people that got rather upset. Well, you said there was upset. Like a, there's like a rival group. There is a rival like group. The Shelbyville. Of so like, everyone. So there's, so there's Armstrong Creek, and what's the other group? Is it's still Armstrong, Armstrong Creek, but it's a different name. It's like Armstrong Creek three two one seven residents only. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I should point out that in the history of this, someone was actually like this is a massive. I don't know what the, the land size is, but this is a massive, massive area. It's not. They call it a devel- like a um. An oh, estate, an estate, but it's not an estate. It's a suburb. It, it was it's a, a new, it was it's a an big expanded lot of nothing, suburb. And now there's something. Yeah, exactly. Someone was calling for it to be fenced off to keep these <laughs> sorts of people out. I'm like, are you, are you insane? <laughs> like, Guy on the top of Safeway with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so someone took a screenshot of it from this post and then posted it like from this page and posted it in another page. The three two one seven. Yeah, as the, is this serious? Is uh, on there and then followed up with. I'd say not. I think they're just joking around based on the game game Cluedo. Well, it's not funny, <laughs> which I enjoy. I like anyone that definitively says nope. I've canvassed all of humanity. No one will find that funny. <laughs> Not a single soul that reads this. Yeah. I just I can see like a, a civil war breaking out in Armstrong Creek. <laughs> well, let's hope so. And I would love to be the instigator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I got quite a lot of feedback off this. So there was um, uh, someone... How many likes did it get? Uh, 60 or something like that. Okay. In, I don't know how many people are in the page. Um, can I find this out? Does it say how many members? You go, you go to the main page. It'll say in the okay. right-hand side. Okay. 3,000 members, 60 liked it. If you have a look at the more recent posts on the page, 60 is pretty decent. 
one one guy going, how did you manage to get a conservatory? My my builder refused to put one in on the grounds that it wasn't the 1920s. Um, my, both of Nicholas' parents both have conservatories. Someone out, a, a woman in scarlet in a scarlet dress broke into my library and stole all my books. <laughs> um, this is the best post I've ever seen. Absolutely love it. Can we be friends? Uh, I checked out that person. His cover photo nope. on Facebook is of two children dancing around a fire in his backyard. I was like, shit, yes, we can be friends. <laughs> Um, but then I added in there to You should change your profile file to you in a mustard-like suit carrying a <laughs> candlestick. That'd be funny. Um, it was bin night overnight, so I added on there today. I don't want to alarm anybody, but after posting this, I saw two guys driving a big white truck around the streets going through people's rubbish this morning. They claim to work for local government. If we can't trust the authorities, who can we trust? How long are you going to keep this going for? Is this the highlight of your week now? No, I'm done with that now. I'll move on to something else. <laughs> You're going to be getting notifications for a while, though. Oh, I was blowing up last night. <laughs> Between the sugar memes and this, my phone, my phone was off the hook. I, I had legitimately over 100... I had 99 notifications. I had to silence notifications from the Four Finger Discount page it's, it's, it's the hate. other day because I was at work and I don't know. I don't remember what it was you'd posted, but it was just going ballistic. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, I need to put that away. Yes, yeah, yeah. My yeah. battery is getting eaten alive by Facebook <laughs> notifications. It's hard for me to find anything that's actually related to me now. Within the notifications. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not just four fingers. I've got a birthday coming up. I'm not going to get a message. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your little uh, escapades that's been gone up for the yeah. last 20, 24 hours? That's my, hours? that's my mischief. Anyway. What's your next escapade going to be? What can you, how can you antagonize them further? further? Oh, it's, it's, look, it's got to come off the back of things. Like, all I'm trying to do on that page is mock and make fun. But you're going to continue to mock. Yeah, but get I them angry. No, I don't want to get people angry. I just want to make people laugh. Like, it, it's not about trying to... Yes, it is. ...cause chaos. It's just about trying to have... <laughs> you're the find joker. Some like you're joker now. ...find some like-minded people. <laughs> some people just like to see the world burn. You're like, one of them. It's as simple as, like, I had... Um, <laughs> a while ago, someone was posting on there for any recommendations of who could install the screen door on the front of their house. And I just posted the gif the flyby of... flyby screen. Yeah, like yeah, flyby yeah. screen. Um, I was like, I know a bloke who can get you one cheap and posted a gif of Kramer with his flywire yeah, door yeah. getting attacked by the kids with the um, silly spray. Liked it or lead balloon? No, but again, liked. Yeah, so okay. it's just that. It's just like trying to be as unhelpful as I possibly can but make people laugh. Can people find where you live in Armstrong Creek from Facebook? I suppose you haven't put your I wouldn't address have thought, no. Then it would be serious business. You would have, you yeah. have 3217 on your doorstep right now. <laughs> spray painted. <laughs> oh, you mean like all of 3217? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alrighty, so thanks for listening to our review of Lemon of Troy. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week we have da, 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 the season finale, part one of Who Shot Mr. Burns. Can't but, wait. But if you're a $5 patron, you're going to get parts one and two next week. Have anything to say to that, Mitch? <laughs> what could I possibly say to that? <laughs> I just want next week to be here. Just look to me blankly. It's like you're waiting for the and final words for you, listeners, Mitch. I've got no final words. <laughs> <laughs> Shh.